Come on into my house. It's Rosie on the house. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We talk about anything and everything having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. If you've got something about your crib, your home, your nest that's causing you anxiety or concern, now is the time to ring in and let us put our 50 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes that experience to work for you for free. One triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Romy, you have no idea how close I came to calling in sick today. Are you sick? No. But boy, I, I wanted to play some I, hooky. I really it's, wanted to play hooky know, today. But, is but it I, too, we had the city building permit people come in, and I couldn't miss that show. Is it a too pretty to work day? You know, it I had that. I had proposed that idea. You know. A lot of the country, they get snow days. Yeah. That we should have a too pretty to work day that it would have certain criteria to it. The temperature, degree, you know, uh, availability of outdoor recreation that might be happening that day. Uh, well, there's something I, I had on. one of our representatives say it was a great idea and said, call me. Let's put it together. Called him. He's like, no, I don't have time for that. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. If I didn't work on Saturdays and I had Saturdays off, I'd be in Cave Creek today for the Wild West days. Oh. The the Cave Creek Museum is opening an exhibit today for the Arizona Gold Mining Experience. It's an expansive outdoor experience that begins in the museum's lobby with a retelling of the Cave Creek Mining District's history. Then you move outside for demonstrations that showcase the hard rock ore extraction process, which was made famous in in Cave Creek, kind of developed in Cave Creek. It's the only fully operational tin stamp ore crushing mill. So it, it gives you an opportunity to peer into a mine shaft, Find out about the hard rock miners. You can even try your luck at gold mining. As a matter of fact, you can even book a seat on a four-wheel drive nine-passenger Jeep vehicle with uh, Rack and Sack Canyon Tours that will take you up to one of the actual historic gold mines in the area. So I would – and then – you can go to a book signing with Roger Naylor on his book, Awesome oh, Arizona. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really wanted to call in sick today. I, that's where I would be this very moment if I weren't here with you sharing our building remodeling experience with the Arizona homeowners. And if you've never been to Cave Creek out, you know, beyond what's going on there today, it is a great town for a lot of great Old West venues. You've got Harold's. They got a lot going uh, on this weekend. The Buffalo Chip right there. They got usually have some bull riding going on. A lot, a lot of great restaurants. Well, I am bookmarking CaveCreekMuseum.org on my website, so I can, so I can start getting their notices. If they've got stuff like this going on up there, I want to be there and and experience that. How do you think it got its name? Is there a cave somewhere? Yes, by a creek. Yes, there is. I don't remember. Where's running water? Maybe a dry creek. Well, yeah. <laughs> well I, I'll have to go see the cave by the creek where it got its name. Okay. All right. Very good. We've got calls coming in. We do have an opportunity to answer your question. If you'd like to call in, one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. 
767-4348. Now, can I mention another event? This is something I would definitely, I'm going to make Jennifer take me to this. This is a date night. The North Valley Symphony Orchestra is going to have a concert, Christmas carols, musical celebrations of Hanukkah, New Year's Eve, and the Lunar New Year. That is that. Now, that's my kind of concert. Now, you said North Valley Orchestra. Yep. Is there a different opera orchestra house it's, than what's well, downtown? This is at North Canyon High School. Okay. And there is, there is a price for admission, but uh, I'm, I'm putting that one on my date night list for Jennifer because we missed our last date night appointment. I wanted to go see Eddie Bash's art display, and we never got there, and it closed <laughs> to the public December 1st. Now all of his art collection is being disseminated amongst several museums. So mm. I wanted to see it while it was all together, and I missed it. Darn it. Okay, that's enough of what Rosie wants to do. Other thing we want to do is talk about you and what you want to do in, about, and around your house, home, castle, or cabin. We're going to talk a little bit uh, later in this hour about refinishing cabinets and all refinishing or resurfacing, reclaiming cabinets. But that's for a little bit later in the show. OAPS is trying to make everybody happy in their holidays. Well, they know on peak for how long? Well, uh, you know, they're gonna, they, you have no peak uh, charge during the holidays. But uh, they are giving out a free eight-bulb LED light bulb kit mm. for APS customers. So while supplies last. So you might want to jump on that. Those LEDs use a fraction of the electricity. The light quality is much better, and they don't generate the heat of a traditional uh, halogen or um, uh, incandescent. Is that the word? That, that is exactly for? the word I'm looking <laughs> I'm for. I'm staring I, at you. I going. know that. Is, thank you, mind reader. That is exactly the word I was looking for. It was. It was. It was. It was hiding back behind a certain corner in my I've brain. I've been using LEDs so long, I completely forgot about incandescent. Man, oh, man. So if you're an APS customer, get on the AP, uh, get your portal set up. Get into your portal and claim one of these free eight-bulb LED kits that they're making available uh, for every account while supplies last. Go ahead and grab that eight-bulb kit and uh, enjoy it. And, and clarify something. APS is offering... No on peak, is that how oh, on, on on holidays there is no peak. Oh, on there, holidays, yeah. okay. Same on, thing yeah. with SRP. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And weekends. Yep. And weekends. Right. And a couple uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? It, it kind of all blurs together. We had uh, an electrician from Mason Pro Services on talking about uh, electrical holiday light safety, and then yes. our partner in Tucson Temperature Control sent out a nice newsletter, uh, three things to you know. Keep in mind, age and wear, making sure, you know, th those light strings, if you don't get a free one from APS, they're so cheap. There's no, you know, if you've got broad, broken, frayed, burnout bulbs, just get rid of that string and replace it. If, you, if you're going to put them outside, buy them exterior rated. Uh, you can even, uh, it is possible to still overload circuits, uh, even with the, the LEDs. And then, you know, obviously watch out for Anywhere you might have water. Temperature control down in Pima County, Tucson area. They, they do a nice newsletter. That That's really uh, generally, 
It's always packed with good information, air conditioning, heating, cooling, electrical. That's a, they're a great partner. Shall we take this call? Robert, first on the line, first on the air, one 767 That's one 888 for you if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. Thank you for uh, talking to me this morning. Um, I purchased a house in East Mesa about nine months ago, and this house pops and creaks all the time uh, through the trusses in the morning when it heats up, when it cools down, and any wall. Uh, any interior wall that touches the exterior walls, I mean, it's a lot of noise. It's a little disconcerting. And did is no. this house brand new? No, it's, it was built in 99. Okay, so it's been there a while. Interesting. Yes, sir. And you feel the popping is is wood and nails as the wood's expanding and contracting? That that's what it seems to be, and even in the master bedroom, when it starts, it actually will walk its way across the ceiling, across the room. Each each truss taking its turn. Robert. Yes, sir. In the roof structure, in my experience, where I've seen this happen, is we stack the trusses, and then we start sheathing the roof deck. And mm-hmm. in certain roof deck material, we have to gap the material. You cannot put the roof sheathing up tight against each other. And many times, okay, the little spacers fall out, or maybe possibly an inexperienced crew, thinking they're doing the right thing, make it extra tight. Oh, let's seal this up really tight. And in the ceiling popping noises that we've tracked down over the years invariably it's the sheathing is rubbing ends with each other and there is that is very very hard to fix at except at the point your house needs a new roof and then we can get in there and kind of fix it if it's happening from one end of the house to the other it's virtually impossible to fix without removing the roof but if it's occurring in one room, you could get a carpenter up in the roof and start anchoring um, supplemental anchors up there to try and stabilize it. Um, but the the roof is generally the decking. Now, exterior walls, interior walls where it meets exterior walls, that's one I'm I, – I, I can't tell you I've, I've researched that enough to find a common denominator for that – uh, I'm assuming this wasn't listed in the in the sale documents, right? They didn't tell you to expect this. No, it was not. And as a matter of fact, the home inspector was less than stellar. Uh, I, I just walking to the property the first day, uh, there was roof tiles that were broken. The spigot in the back was leaking. There's some electrical issues. He just he just failed us miserably. Oh man! Well, I tell you what, Robert, as a listener of Rosie on the house. Um, let me come out because I, these kind of problems that I haven't heard or seen before, I like to get my eyes on them and try and start collect, collecting information to build our database uh, so that we can continue to be the number one place to solve Arizona homeowner issues. So I'll call you, Robert, and we'll set a time I can come out, walk the house, and and uh, let, let me just... Let me just put the old detective nose on that property for a little bit and see if I can call a couple experts out there and see what we can find out on your behalf. And I appreciate the call. 
Thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. When we get back, I'm going to want you all to get to your computers and uh, get ready to go to the Rosie on the House Facebook because we're getting questions texting us with pictures. And I want to talk through this. And if you can see the picture, it is an extremely common problem with stucco in Arizona. Get to your computer, pull up Facebook, go to Rosie on the House, and be looking at the same pictures I'm going to be looking at when I talk you through this problem and, more importantly, how to solve it. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. Hey, darling. How are you? Very wonderful. You kept the phones hopping today. Good. Yeah. Good. But sometimes people call in and we need a little more information. So we had a, a woman call last week and her block wall is kind of a mess. And she was explaining it. And I said, why don't you just send us some pictures? And pictures, you know, speak a thousand words. So I have put the picture of this wall she's having issues with up on our Facebook and Twitter. So if you want to follow along um, and you have a wall that looks like this, Rosie's going to talk you on in through how to repair that wall. It's a block wall. You know, it was painted at one time. The paint is cracking and peeling, and the bottom looks a little eroded. So how, how would you go about fixing that? Well, explain to me how I can see those pictures. How, how would a homeowner turn on their computer and see these pictures? Well, you have to be a follower of us on Facebook, or okay. just come. Uh, you don't have to actually follow us, but just go to Facebook and look up Rosie on the House, and you'll but see. But there's hundreds of pictures there. How do you find it? It's the this first one? one at the top. Okay, that's how you find it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to know what an app is? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know you're just trying to get me down to the basics. Listen I, to the podcast I get from it. last week, folks. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, so I hope some of you have taken the time to sit by your computer because this problem is so common in Arizona. And people fix it and attack it in the wrong direction that actually complicates the problem. What we're looking at right here is a planter wall that is stuccoed and painted. Um, And the question came specifically, what can I do to stop the swimming pool splash water from doing this to my planter? Well, first thing you need to know is that's not the swimming pool splash water. That's the water that's being interjected into the block by the planter in the back. You're watering that raised planter. The block is then absorbing the moisture, and the hydrostatic pressure is actually pushing the stucco off the block wall. This happens on a lot of stem walls for homes that are near irrigated uh, planter beds and and, and, uh, landscaping beds. What we've got to do is we've got to get it. You are not going to be able to put anything on that visible part of the wall to fix it. You're going to literally need to excavate the planter down to the, the, the uh, wall's footing, and you're going to have to waterproof the backside of that planter and stop the block from getting wet from the backside. Then you, then you can fix kind of the cracks and restucco it and paint it, not with elastomeric paint. You paint it with a, a 100% acrylic exterior masonry stucco paint. Let it cure real good. And then you'll get years of beautiful use out of that wall as long as you properly waterproofed the back of the planter. And there's nothing we can put on. 
if you picture a cross section of this planter, the planter's off to the right. And then you've got the block wall that holds it in place. And then off to the left, you've got the patio cool deck surface or whatever the surface is. What you've got to do is you've, and then you add water to that planter. You can almost visualize the water saturating into the planter. And where's it going to go? It's going to go into an absorbent block, which is like a sponge. And as it works its way down, it's going to be exerting pressure on that stucco, causing the stucco to lose bond with the original masonry block and just fall right off. And that's after it's already caused the paint to lose bond to the stucco years ago. There's nothing you can put on that outside surface that is strong enough to stop that pressure. You must stop it back on the wet side of the wall in the planter. So it's going to be a little bit of work, but you can do it. I'll throw you a tip and idea. This is maybe what I would do. Uh, I would excavate that planter and push the dirt up against the back wall as much as possible. I'd demolish that masonry wall, and I would lay down some geotechnic cloth, and I would relay that planter wall in like a Belgard dry stack retaining wall. And then you'd never have to worry about this again, ever, in the history of your life. It would last forever. That's what I'd do at my house. Matter of fact, that's what I did do at my house. <laughs> and you can pick up the good concrete sealers or any concrete products at Co-Hills down by the airport yeah. by Sky Harbor. They're a great partner, and they have all things concrete there. They do. But you just got to be on the – you got to put it on the right spot and I, I've for years I explained that as the positive pressure and the negative pressure but then I had about 14 engineers let me know Rosie there's no such thing as negative pressure mm. but I think it's perfect adjective given what I'm trying to explain <laughs> we have our weekly you, to you do you gotta be in my mind after the news break and you can join the conversation one 767 one triple eight, Rosie for you. Let's go to Bruce before we get to our weekly to do in beautiful Eager, Arizona. Good oh, morning. Welcome hi. to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Yes. I, I, what I need to know is, do you know a good roofing contractor up in this part of the world? <laughs> Man, I love Eager. Um, <laughs> I do. You're going to be very, very happy you called. One, one, I can tell you, there's a great builder up there by the name of Eric Hamlin, Hamlin Building Systems. The office is right there in Eager. Specifically for roofing, there's a guy up in Snowflake that actually has done my neighbor's house in Nutrioso. And it was the finest metal roof installation job I've seen in a long, long time. They're, they're, they're based in Snowflake, but they operate in that entire White Mountain area. Call All Exterior Custom, All Custom Exteriors is the name of the company. Okay, now on that roof that you just, that metal roof, was it, it wasn't put over shingles, was it? Uh, uh, well, the, the roof had been shingled. 
but then they did the prep work necessary to get up there and, and, and put it back in metal roof. Well, is it is it safe to put metal over uh, old shingles, or is it better just to strip the roof and start over? Well, it depends on the condition of the shingle, and then it depends on what the roofer wants to use as the underlayment for the metal roof. So I'd leave it all up to the guys that are going to do it. And again, uh, I've I've recommended that company. Uh, he they put that roof on. I want to say it was about four years ago. I've recommended this company for friends in Sholo, Taylor, uh, Eager, Springerville, uh, Nutrioso, Alpine. I'll bet you I've referred them 10 or 15 times in the last two or three years, and they haven't let one of those people down. They're good, they're good people. I'm going to have to drive up there and knock on their door and introduce myself just, just to find out, how, you know, just to meet them. But all custom exteriors out of Snowflake. That's who you want to call. Okay. And there will be some code restrictions or as to whether or not uh, they remove the shingles as well. There are some code factors. Like by yeah. you're allowed to put a second layer of shingles over an existing layer of shingles uh, to extend the life before you have to completely rip off and replace. But you can't do more than that because the weight factor. So, you know, if there's two layers of shingles on there already, they absolutely have to take those off come back down do a new underlayment and then the metal roof but so they'll but it'll take an on-site inspection to determine all those things and i'm learning a lot about metal roofs right now if you know but everybody has their everybody has their opinion on them i'll tell you that boy the more research you do them the more diverse the opinion is about what the proper underlayment is there's some there's some pretty strong opinions out there (laughs) If you can afford it, man, they're they're great, beautiful roofs. Last long time. They are. The do-it-yourself tip of the week. Cabinet refinishing, refacing, salvaging. You want to update or upgrade a bathroom or a kitchen without cabinet replacement? What are some of the things you need to consider? Well, what type of material are your cabinets made out of? Are they real wood or are they particle wood? You're going to be limited on what you can do if it's particle board. Uh, obviously the, the stains, you know, standing down, stripping off stain and changing the color isn't an option. Uh, but you know, if you've got cleanup anywhere that the paint might already be loose or chipping and you can apply new coats of paint to that existing, or, uh, you know, depending on the shape of the boxes, you could always just take those doors off and order new cabinet doors to completely change the look. Absolutely. Um, there, the, there's a joke in the cabinet country, co- co- um, the the cabinet industry, that there are some cabinets that come delivered to your house in a cardboard box, and the cabinet installer should open the box, throw the cabinet away, and install the cardboard box. <laughs> High quality. There are cabinets made with something called three-ply plywood so that they can advertise their cabinets or plywood, not particle board. So Romy is absolutely correct. If you're going to refinish your cabinets, you have the potential of saving money as opposed to replacing them. But you got to make sure the basic cabinet is worth the trouble and the time. And then you've got to decide, 
Am I going, are they painted cabinets? And am I going to repaint them? Are they stained cabinets? And am I going to restain them? Or am I going to update them to a French country painted look? Am I going to change the door style and order all new doors? I wouldn't even consider reconditioning or saving old cabinets without considering putting on new hardware. Not only the knobs and the handles, but replace all the drawer glides to what we call self-closing glides. So you can just tap them with the back of your hand and they just close softly all the way. Same is true with all of the doors. All you have to do is tap them and just get them started closing and the hinge takes over and brings it to within about a half inch of closing quickly, slows it way down, and then it finishes closing the door absolutely silently. You can hardly buy a decent pair of cabinets or set of cabinets today anymore that aren't in self-closing doors and drawers. So assess, is the cabinet box worth saving? How about under the kitchen sink? How many times have you had the, the base of that cabinet flooded? How rotten is it? How much dry rot do you have back there underneath that cabinet? One of the things we do when we install cabinets is we always put a water pan underneath any sink in a bathroom or a kitchen. So should you incur a wet area leak in a cabinet, it comes out and the water is directed to your feet and it drips on your feet as you're at the sink so you'll know I've got a leak under there and it isn't going to be dripping for six months before you find out the floor of the cabinet caves in because it's as soft as a sponge. You can refinish stained cabinets. As a matter of fact, at our house, we have kind of a white pickled look and uh, in raising six kids in those cabinets, uh, the area right in front of the kitchen sink where the dishes were washed tended to kind of be a, a high-use area, as well as where you would reach and open the trash bin. And those two couple areas would show wear a lot. Well, I can recondition those couple little areas without reconditioning the whole cabinet. So you can go treat stained and painted cabinets in particular areas. And I would tell you one great tip for that is go ahead and take the door or the drawer off that you're dealing with and take it to a Sherwin-Williams paint store and have them assess what it is. If it's stained, they can actually help you come up with a stain color where all you have to do is prepare the worn area and just brush the new area on, let it dry, and then you can keep that jar, that bottle for ongoing touch-ups as needed for a long, long time. So you can spot repair. You can completely restain and refinish. I can tell you that can almost be as expensive as buying all new cabinets. But if you're trying to save an expensive countertop or you don't want to change the floor covering, then it's something worth considering. And then the final option is we can actually come in and pull all the doors and drawers and go back to the cabinet box and reface the box. And that's generally a glued-on veneer that can be... Uh, a, a, a plastic laminate product or it can be a wood veneer and then we completely change the look of the cabinet um, and then you can also go into faux finishes so our article today about cabinet salvaging if you're trying to update a look in a kitchen or a bathroom that includes cabinets there's about four different ways you can go 
And I would only encourage you, if it's something you're going to try yourself, try it on the back side of maybe one of the drawer fronts. Go ahead and pull a drawer out. Disconnect the drawer front from the drawer box and, and, and test whatever you want to do there. Um, so in case what you try doesn't work, when you put the drawer face back on the drawer box, it'll be in an area that will never be seen by anyone. So there's a couple tips and a couple ideas. If you've got expensive counters, if you've got nice appliances, you don't want to change the location of anything, and you don't need new cabinet boxes, it is certainly an option to consider. And then there's peel and stick products they call refacing. Right. So and in those applications, most of the time the cabinet doors are replaced. Yeah. And while they're off, they come in and put either a wood veneer or a plastic laminate with whatever wood grain yeah. style you selected that adheres to the existing box. And then the cabinet doors, you are obviously made to match and complement those. So there's refinishing, refacing, and replacing. And I don't want people to um, – if you do it yourself, of course, you're going to save a lot of money because you're not paying the labor. But if you're paying someone to refinish, um, most people are surprised how expensive that is when it's done right. But if you're doing it yourself, you, you can save a lot of money because it, it, there, there will be a lot of prep and there will be a lot of time involved. You find out why it costs so much. It's, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's a lot of labor time. Texture wants to know uh, about her cabinets that uh, have the plastic, the refacing is peeling off the doors themselves. Are new doors available? And yes, if, if the cabinet boxes are in good shape, you can absolutely order new cabinet doors. There's a company here in uh, the Deer Valley area. That's all they do. They don't do cabinet boxes. All they do is cabinet doors. Doors, 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 doors. doors. Now, it might be hard to go there and get one or two, uh, but it might be a reason for you to go ahead and update the look of the whole thing. If you're dealing with one door that's delaminating, you can actually take a heat gun and cook the laminate completely off, uh, clean it, um, and then re-laminate it with contact cement. And then, but that, that's a lot of work. I mean, it, it can all be done can certainly all be done. Welcome back to the final segment of Rosie on the House. Had a fast couple hours there, didn't we, Romy? Yes, we did. Um, I wanted to just mention a couple things. We, we mentioned it way early in the show, but... Um, Habitat for Humanity just had the ribbon cutting for the construction and training program. And it's just a wonderful program. It's considered a second chance program. They also have openings for veterans. So it's a program that teaches uh, trades. It helps people to narrow down and find out what trades they would be interested in and walks them all the way through the process to apprenticeship once they choose. So it's really a worthwhile program. The number for that is 602 268 9022. We got to tour their facility there at um, 28th Avenue and Glendale. Is that right? And uh, we just had a wonderful experience seeing what they've got available. And everybody that was in the program that was there was very, uh, very excited about their opportunity. And also on our website, if you go to rosieonthehouse.com under events, 
you will find there a scholarship opportunity from DeWalt, and uh, they're giving away they're, – they're only taking the first 1,000 applicants, so it would be a great thing to get it done this week if you're interested, but it's a scholarship towards um, trade training, and they're giving away um, – Oh, just, you know, $5,000 grants, uh, scholarships to people who are in the tr- trades. So That's that significant. Tra- then training for the trades. <clears throat> so be, be worth it. So if you can find the link to that um, scholarship opportunity on our website. It's not up yet, but also what will soon be in our event, September. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thinking ahead, are you? Well, <laughs> we were supposed to do it in September. Uh, Dow, Sal with Dunright Window and Doors is opening a new showroom. Tatum and Thunderbird, but the product piece display pieces from the manufacturers hadn't arrived yet, so it's rescheduled for January 13th, grand opening at uh, Dunright Window and Doors Showroom. If you've got window and doors on your upcoming to-do, it'd be a great time to come out and see the, the new display. And I, I don't have all the details yet, but they put, uh, put together some pretty nice promotional stuff. Awesome. So we'll have more details on that as we get closer, but that will be Saturday, uh, January 13th. I believe they're doing it uh, like 11 to 2. Awesome. Well, what are some of your takeaways from today's show? I learned a lot from Justin this morning. Um, Agriscape. I, I did not know the Texas ebony bean was edible. Sounds like it's a lot of work. But yes, I'm, hey, Michelle, that thing's but hard. Now, It'd knock but, you on the head but knock now, you out. But now I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> I always hey, feel like we, I've had an education after he's on. You yeah. know, like I've taken a whole one on one class and whatever he's talking about. If you can peel crawfish, you can you can fix any you can okay. any meal. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, somebody I, there were somebody brought fresh pomegranates in the office the other day, and I said I don't eat those; they're too much work. And he looked at me and says, "You eat crawfish." <laughs> <laughs> but that but pomegranates fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, in the nine o'clock hour, we talked about permits, y'all, and I hope you all learn lessons that it's necessary to get a permit. It's easy if you've got permitted not if you've got permitted work done that wasn't permitted. That's all solvable. The cities will work with you on that. And there were a couple heartaching stories that came in off air. I'm going to go meet those people one on one and visit with them about how we can solve the particular dilemmas they've got. Because building departments aren't there just to cause you. For the sole purpose of causing you grief, they've got a very <laughs> the sole resp- purpose. They've really, they've, <laughs> re- they've really got an important role, and uh, maybe maybe I can intercede and look at a little bit deeper into what dilemma you are particularly having. See if we can't get through it. The other thing I learned is Jennifer, you and I have a date next Saturday night. We're going to North Canyon High School to attend the North Valley Symphony Holiday Orchestra. Oh, great. So I'm buying tickets. At, you can actually buy tickets at NorthValleySymphony.org, and they're extremely affordable. But I, we're going to go to that concert. That, that really looks good. So what did you learn today? Well, uh, I was going to say this is the final weekend. We're sending the mailing list to the mailer on Tuesday. So if you are not already somebody that gets our annual homeowner handbook, you can go to RosieOnTheHouse.com. Uh, if you click on eStore and hit the homeowner handbook, uh, we encourage people to do it that way because it all the addresses are preloaded, so it verifies your address. Uh, it's it's free, so it's I mean, and we don't sell your information. No, you, no, 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 no. All we, you'll ever get from us is that handbook. That's it. And what it is, it's a, a calendar, and 
in so much form. Uh, but it also has all the topics that we have lined out for next year. So if there's something specific that, uh, oh, I got to remember my reminder to catch that broadcast or that particular guest or learn about that particular outdoor living uh, element. Each month, uh, our partners have different uh, seasonal offerings, reminders for air conditioning tune-ups, window cleaning, all kinds. You know, there's three a month. And then uh, in the back of it is an updated copy of the current contractor referral network. Uh, so you've got a real quick, easy point of reference. It, if you wake up one day and your garage door's not working or there's a leak, you, know, you don't even have to pull out your phone or get on a computer. Just right there back page but that's going out on Tuesday so last chance to sign up if you're not already on the mailing list if you are don't worry you'll get your 2024 Rosie on the House homeowner handbook calendar and referral directory this coming week